The following podcast contains discussion on heavier themes such as miscarriage, mental trauma, and bird people. Listener discretion is advised. So I punched myself in the face. Yeah, no, you wouldn't tell me until we were on mic. What happened? (laughs) So while you were out of the room doing I don't know what... I was, um, I, I, I truly don't remember. It was remember. probably something important. I know it probably was. Okay. You're probably making drinks or something. I, I was opening up one of the sauces for my paneer okay. and that plastic lid was just like really stuck on there. <laughs> <laughs> it just really was. Oh and, um, I punched myself in the nose. <laughs> And that's what you walked into the aftermath of. Well, luckily this date was a little more casual than it normally is anyways. (laughs) I haven't done anything that, air quotes, smooth since I was a teenager. So, yeah, I mean, tonight, me, me and Emily, have, you know, we've been stuck inside for a while now. And, and you know, we we talked about doing like a full indoors date. And we decided to really just kind of keep it casual. Honestly, I'm glad we did because this movie has more to talk about than normal movies. Yeah, You know, that. but like really, we just kind of did our normal thing. We've, we've even mentioned it a couple times before on this podcast, even though we're only like seven episodes in, which is just we've gotten Indian food from our favorite, re- favorite restaurant. And, and we just we and then we just uh, hung out in our apartment and uh, and did some yoga and and practiced our rumba a little bit more. So working on it for our wedding that isn't even started planning yet, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we may um, never get married. I was thinking about it earlier today. Honestly. I mean, we're gonna get married. It's just the Are whole. It's no. Oh my god. It's just the. It's just the whole thing that like every wedding that got canceled in 2020 is now scheduled in 2021. So it's like it's like what's even the point of starting it until at least the pandemic ends? Because guess what? All the weddings that were scheduled for you know April of 2020 are now going to be April 2022. You know what I mean? Because we're not going to be done by then. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them are, you know, and it's like, and it's like, we just have to like, I don't want to have to deal with just like everything being booked constantly. Yeah. You know, like I just, I just want to wait till it's all over and then start planning our wedding. Okay. You know, and like, I'll repropose to you and we'll make it a whole thing. And yeah. Okay. You don't sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I don't know. I was just thinking about it earlier today. Like, this keeps up. It just might not ever happen. Like, what if we just decide it's not important anymore? I mean, that's a different story. Yeah. But, like, like the way you said it, I guess, implied that it was, like, a bad thing, you know? But, like, if we did just decide it wasn't important, I would, I, I mean, right now, am I, like, sw- am I going to be able to swallow all of that right now and, like, digest it and, like, make come to that decision right here on microphone? No. No. But, like, <laughs> but, like, but, like, would that be an option I'd be open to? Like, sure. I, I, 
I only really want to get married to have a big party and have like the legal benefits anyways. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I don't, for the most part, I'm fairly anti, you know, the institution of marriage because it's too connected to things that I don't like, you know? So definitely something I could get behind, but it's just not where we're at right now. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, so tonight we just we just stayed in and kind of did our normal thing. But then we also watched um, a Bollywood movie. Me and Emily have been getting into Bollywood films a little more lately. I've always kind of been intrigued by them. I uh, I saw the, you know, the cliche one that everybody sees, which is Slumdog Millionaire as a kid. And I was just like obsessed with the soundtrack. And I mean, music has never really been something that I focused on a ton. So having a soundtrack that meant so much to me was always weird. And then we watched, um, I couldn't even tell you the name. Could you, can you say the name of that one that we watched with? Not the full name. Ekladki is the, like the first two. Words. Right. But it's another, it's another Anil Kapoor movie, which he's like the most famous actor in India from what I understand. And so we watched that one and that was like kind of revitalized my interest in the movies. And Oh, and when I used to work at a movie theater, I worked at a Marcus cinema. And so like, my understanding is that, like, if you want to go see a Bollywood film, you go to a Marcus Cinema. If you want to go see an anime film, you go to an AMC Cinema. Oh. That's my understanding, at least. So when I worked at a Marcus Cinema, we had, you know, two or three Bollywood films playing almost all the time. And I, I always meant to go see one, and I just, like, never did and then stopped working there, you know? So, it was, so like, when we watched that movie, it kind of revitalized it, and I, and I was excited to watch more of them. And, and I suggested that maybe we watch this one tonight. And you came up with uh, with this one, which was called Ghost Stories. Yeah, which is actually a Netflix original, which I didn't know when I picked it. I wonder if their first one, because we found out in the in the description that it was like it was it's a group of four directors and they each direct one short film that goes yes. in the movie. I have and, those names. Let me give those names. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the directors of these four short shorter stories within the larger film. Zoya Akhtar, Debakar Banerjee, Anurag Kashyap, and Karan Johar. I'm sure I butchered those names, but it was important for me that I gave those directors I mean, credit because I love yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved, no, I loved this so much. I really want to know if um, their first one, Lust Stories is also a Netflix movie. And I say the first one, and I don't actually know that it's the first one. It's just that it said in the description it was their other one, and usually you say that in a sequel. But yeah, I mean, Netflix. But it, but like that, you also assume that back when like there were hard DVD and VHS cases and like you couldn't change the wording. Yeah. For all we know, some Netflix intern got paid, you know, seven twenty five an hour to go retype that. So that way it also advertised for the other Netflix original called, you know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> But we're going to watch that. And do a Patreon episode, right? Because yeah. it's not a horror movie? Yeah. Okay, for sure. So those are the four directors. So we got four. Four. I don't even know if I would call them all horror. They were. I would. You would? Yeah. I would. I would call. I would call at least the first one a thriller. That's the one with the nurse. The the uh, in-home See, nurse. I think if you're going to do that, you got to call the grudge the nurse, too, because that was basically the grudge. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, but not really. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was just like a standard haunting. It wasn't like an angry, vengeful spirit. She was literally just haunting. Her How home. do you know any of that, though? All of that information was left ambiguous in the movie. I just know that she was she was confused about where her son was because he was supposed to be there. And he wasn't. Well, no, I mean, we never actually talked to the woman who had a son. Right, just her, just her, just her ghost. Well, 
No, we talked to whatever killed her. No, that was her ghost. They, she died. She died of starvation. They explained that. Yeah. She crawled into the pantry and died of starvation. We didn't talk to what killed her. That was her ghost that 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 Samira had been caring for the whole time. That's not what I perceived in the movie at all. Wow. Because she had way too much of a physical presence. I mean, she was she was just like a, a fairly corporeal specter, like. Like that's that was like the sliding motion. That was her crawling into I, the pantry. I, I, that, that's like, like there was nothing else there that killed her. She got abandoned by her son and starved I mean, to death. Okay, I guess. I don't know. I I, I perceived it as something a lot creepier. Mm. No, that was, just a, that was just a haunting. Well, that's disappointing because I really liked that one and that's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was boring. I think it was very, I think it was very well done for what it was. It was kind of like a minimalistic, like kind of horror. It was very simple. Where I, was there a crow in that one? At the very beginning when Samira is sitting there and she's, she's having that initial phone call with her boyfriend, there's a big flock of crows behind her that they go crazy okay because yeah there is a crow in all four at least one crow in all four what i really what i really found interesting about the first one was that they don't try to endear samira to you at all like at first you're kind of like oh she's a she's an in-home personal care worker that's kind of nice and then she's like stealing shit and she's having an affair with someone and she's over drugging this specter thinking that she's putting this lady to sleep so she can do her own thing and like take nasty videos in her house and so you know we're taking nasty videos. She was, she was like, it wasn't like nasty. She was just like in her lingerie. And she was like, hey, you don't remember that when she was like on the well, bed? Well, I mean, that was just like to her like boyfriend. Or yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. I, I I don't know. Like the the way you said that, I thought maybe she, you thought she was doing it well, to like other people. But. Like, like if you're, if, if you're in that line of work, I feel like this is not something you should be doing in someone else's home. I guess. I don't know. She has to live there. What are you supposed to do? Well, with jobs like that, and I don't know how it is in India, but with jobs like that here, typically you stay like one to two nights and then someone else works and you go to your own home. I guess. Like full on living like 24 seven nursing positions are for like the uber, uber rich, I feel like. Well, fair enough, maybe. You know, you, you mentioned that that about halfway through you were like, you know, they're really just not even trying to make you like her. But like, and maybe this is like revealing more about myself than I want to, but like really what I felt like they were doing is they were giving her qualities that most people view as negative, but a lot of people understand, you know what I mean? Like, like being opportunistic and like taking an elderly person's, you know, jewelry is obviously seemed as, as like hor horrendous and like, you know, something that can't ever be forgiven. But like you also, there are also people out there who are so poor and struggling that they, they go like, oh, no, I, I would understand that temptation. You know what I mean? Or, you know, she is is on her phone and the woman's calling for her and she's kind of like, what? You know, like it's like it's like not you don't only ever feel exasperated when the person who you're exasperated towards deserves it. You know, I. I don't necessarily disagree with you, you know, but it just my perspective was very much that they gave her very realistic negative qualities. They made her very human. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you that they made her very human, but they didn't make me worry for her. I wanted to know what was going on, but it almost didn't matter to me because she was just so shit. 
Like she was she was overdosing that lady to make her sleep. Like that's not okay. Like, oh yeah, no. Say I mean, what you will about no, I mean, that, stealing that, some old lady's jewelry that was or having an affair. Yeah. Say what you will about stuff like that. But like that's like that's I didn't give a shit what happened to her. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. I guess I guess really really what I related to her on was when the dude told her like he wasn't coming that night. Mm-hmm. And you could see that like physical disappointment in her. Yeah. Like that I really related to her on. So maybe it was really just that that I was thinking about that like made her made her feel relatable to me because I, I've been that person in relationships a lot before. I know you really haven't been the person who's like waiting on the other end. Uh, you know, I have been. You have? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe more than you've let on, but but that that's I'm usually the person who's more invested than, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so I I I related to her in that moment. So maybe I was trying maybe when you said that it made me look for other reasons to relate to her and they weren't really there. Yeah. Fair enough. I liked the first one, but that's only because I thought there was a monster living in that bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kept waiting for her son to be like this ghoul or something. Yeah, it felt it it very much felt like the I mean, every single one of these shorts was kind of like a classic horror movie in one way or the other. And this yeah. was very much like the like nobody was ever really in danger, but the movie tried to make you feel like everybody was in danger the whole time. You know right. what I mean? Like, like 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 if like it was a ghost like you said, nobody was she wasn't ever really going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, cuz the ghost was just freaking out and couldn't figure out what was going on. The ghost was probably just as you know, affected by dementia as, as the person was, you know? Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. But let's move on to the second one because we disagree on this one. That one was so dumb. I loved it. So the premise of this second one, moving on from the ghost story that we, this is really the only true ghost story that we got. Well, no, the fourth one was a ghost story too. Yeah, no, the, In the, the second, the second one was stories. basically like, Let's have like a tenth of a plot. Yeah. And then we'll just slam as much creepy shit into it and we won't explain anything. So that way people can like piece it together and pretend like the plot makes sense, but it yeah. actually doesn't. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay. That whole sequel. Okay. T- I mean, finish, <laughs> finish, finish what you wanted to say to like set up the, the, the section and then, and then I, then we'll talk. About it. So the first of the four shorts in ghost stories was an actual ghost story. The next one really isn't. It's about a couple who's dealing with the fact that they are very like traumatically and tragically unsuccessful at having children. But there is a child in their life who is complicating things with a current pregnancy in kind of a supernatural way. And long story short, the woman in this, Nia, I think her name was, she uh, she ends up kind of losing it and like peeling off her skin and is envisioning herself as this bird, bird person, person eating worms and birds, other birds, and it was just that's never been seen before. <laughs> I mean, it was Black still Swan, good. Anybody? <laughs> it was still really good, man. No, okay, so like, like what it comes down to me is that scene where there was like the bird creature in the room. Yeah. And she's looking in the mirror, but the shot is always from the mirror's perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you see you see her and you see the bird person, then you see her and you see the bird person. But the whole time she's looking at the mirror. So you don't know if there's a bird person in the room or not, or if she's seeing herself in the mirror. That's 
fucking dumb. I don't think that's dumb because you can't know what a a woman who has already lost one child and is now suffering through another miscarriage, you can't know what's going on in her head. So of course we can't know if the monster is her or not. A horror movie isn't the time to tell a true story about trauma. I disagree. Like, like at least, at least, not like an internal trauma, like going through, like having a child die like that. That's not. That's not a time to like teach somebody what that's like. Uh, like, I don't think it's trying to teach you. It's just trying to illuminate, like how awful that situation actually is. It's how about you just progress the plot while still doing that instead of I just mean, making? They like, have like forty minutes. It, <laughs> how much was, plot did you want? It was back and forth for like two solid minutes of just that shot that that told us literally nothing. I and it was just it. like, and it was just like, look how creepy this bird thing is. You don't know if shit's in the room with her or not. Isn't that fucking weird? And I'm like, no, it's not fucking weird. It's annoying. Can I we thought move it was on? fucking weird. It worked Ugh. on. It worked on me. It worked on me. That really worked for me. It did. I liked. I liked that a lot. There were moments of that short that were very uh, yellow wallpaper, and her dolls that she was using as a coping mechanism for the loss of her child. So <laughs> I won't deny that there were, that there were creepy elements. That's not my point. Sure. My point my point is that they tried to pack creepy elements into a poorly constructed plot and they said, "This is a story." And I went, "No, it's fucking not." Remember okay, remember in the office when Gabe shows that clip and he's like he's like this director was a genius cuz he figured out that connectivity and plot is even comforting. That's what this is. That's what this is. They just, they just, they make it so the plot doesn't make sense and that's unsettling on its own. Okay, but you know, I admire Gabe's horror proficiency. (laughs) That's so easy. I don't, I don't know. Four directors worked on this. One took a cop out and he took the whole budget and used it all for sci-fi effects that didn't even really fucking matter in his shit, in his shit storyline when the other three were so, all three storylines could have, could have benefited from hit from the money that he used on the, on the, on the special effects. All right. (laughs) Okay. If if you feel that strongly about it, okay, fine. It was really good, you guys. You need to watch it, regardless of what Evan says. <laughs> you know I'm right about what I said about Gabe, though. This like this this is like like it like when Gabe showed that it was like an extreme version of of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Where it was like there was no plot, but that is what they are doing here. See, I still I still disagree with you. I see that as her. Well, we know that while she's in that room, she is suffering a very like gruesome miscarriage. And well, she never miscarries. No, she does. That end shot, you can see her in the pool of her blood and you can see you can like see it next to her on the floor. She does. She had a nightmare about it earlier on. Right. Which could which I can like I can see how that could kind of like make you think that none of them happened, but the second one did happen. Well, also, like, the first birth where the kid was born alive and then died, that did happen, and that's not a miscarriage. That was my only point. Right. Yeah. Right. Holy um, cow, do we need a trigger warning for this episode? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, she's actually having the miscarriage at that point, so you have to consider how confused she would be, how devastated she would be. She's already kind of cracked. We know that she's already kind of cracked. Like this is this is probably something that she wasn't 
mentally, physically, emotionally prepared to handle again. Like, this is a woman who's having a psychological break. Of course, it doesn't make fucking sense. I mean, I can show you a hundred Oscar level winning movies that make perfect sense that demonstrate someone's trauma. Showing somebody eating their their afterbirth is not a good representation of that. I, I'm a little confused by your argument here. I just, I really, I'm I sorry. Think, I, think I think horror it was speaks very, to you in a certain does. way. And, 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 I, and I think that's, I think that's valid. I, I think, I think really, really honestly, what we're seeing here is we're seeing that like, I want confusion betrayed by the actor saying I'm confused. You want confusion betrayed by the the storyline actually being confusing and and causing the movie causing you to have the same emotion that the that the actor is having. Yeah, I mean, I, I really I really think that it come that it really comes down to it. It's just a difference in what we like out of our movies. Still didn't make sense. <laughs> I, think, I think it made perfect sense because we also know that she has trauma related to birds and bird babies dying, and that her mom essentially put a curse on her. And said, yeah. you're never going to have kids because you broke these bird eggs or you like touched these bird eggs. So the mom bird abandoned it. Like, have you ever seen the movie Memento? No. So this is like this rant that you're seeing me go off on is my Memento rant because the Memento is a non horror movie that does this. Okay. Where it's like the end of the movie ends and you're kind of supposed to piece it together on your own. And I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, like, have your twist ending, have your surprise. Tell me what it is. Give me like, give me all the evidence Then have like 20 more minutes of stuff going on where I try to figure it out. And then tell me at the end, don't just like end it and like, leave it up to, I don't know. It's like, it's, that's my whole, that's my, it's like, so I guess maybe it's just me not understanding the genre in that sense, which is kind of the whole point of this podcast. You know, it's just kind of like, cause the one, the one movie that kind of does this in a different way where they like, they, cause the point of the movie is the guy, ha the guy had like, can't remember anything after like, 20 seconds or something like that. He just like keeps forgetting all the time. And the movie literally stresses you out in a way that would be like, if you forgot everything every 20 seconds, you know what I mean? Like, it's like by the end of the movie, you're literally like stressed out. And I just, I hated it. I thought it was like, I thought it was one of the worst movies I ever saw. And it's like heralded as like one of the best pieces of cinema ever. And I'm just like, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, should we move on to the third one? Yeah, why not? Okay. I really liked the third one. I kind of like when um I know you you don't really like this all that much, but I really like when stories are just like kind of an amalgam of other stories that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So I liked I liked that we kind of got this like zombies mixed with vampires mixed with Planet of the Apes. You know, like that was such a weird like combination for them to go with that I just thought it was really cool. I thought so too. I really liked the premise that they don't eat the eaters. So as long as you take a bite, you're done. But you're, then you're done, So, My only thing with that was that when he said that, I thought, I think it had just something to do with the translation, mm -hmm. was that I thought he was literally saying that some humans chose to eat. And that was why they turned. Mm -hmm. And then that ended up like being the big reveal at the end. And so it wasn't a big reveal for me because I thought that was like what they had already established. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, like, like when he, when he like, when he was, go ahead, what are you going to say? Well, you know, in some lore, that's how Wendigos come about is eating, is choosing to eat. 
human flesh. No, I know. I mean, I mean, choice is uh, a big part of a lot of things in lore. I mean, like the whole like being trapped in the Fae realm was about like choosing to eat Fae food and then and then being stuck in it. That's that's not like he like the the boy said something that made me think. Like it was, I, I almost like the uncle. The uncle maybe asked like. You know, like, like how like how did people turn or something like that, and like how did people survive? You know, and like and the kid was like, you know, they they don't eat the eaters, mm-hmm. and to me that was like, oh, they don't like get turned in the traditional sense. They don't get like bitten and then turned. Oh. They have to choose to eat something. That that was that was established for me. Oh, and okay. then later on in the movie, when when he eats a little bit of his sister, that's what turns him and makes him turn in his uncle. That wasn't like shocking for me because I thought that was already established. And then it was like supposed to, and then like when we cut to the POV of his eyesight and his vision was blurred. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a reveal, but I was already there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but then like I wished I would have called it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't say it either because I just thought it was like established in the movie. So it was like, I had like, I overall, I loved this one. This is probably my favorite of the four. So I don't, I don't want to just like be negative about it the whole time, but like, that was like a weird sensation for me at the end where like I, I misunderstood something and I really felt like it was a translation thing. Oh, like I feel like I feel like whoever was typing the subtitles like didn't get the nuance of that sentence, you know, mm, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we and we see a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. We even see that in English language to English subtitles. The part that I really liked was watching that girl get eaten. That was sick. They... Man, so one thing I did appreciate about this movie, I didn't. I went into it not knowing it was an anthology, and then we got to the second one, and I was like, "Oh, so I have to like reset," and like now I get like a little bit of it not being horrific, and then, but like the movie got more and more horrific. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the fourth one was actually, I guess the fourth one really wasn't, wasn't the worst, but like up until the third one, the third one was the most horrific at that point. I would agree. You know, like, and that was that scene where that beast thing which is probably the daughter's father we don't really know what well no we do because he's got that thing has the earring and then they say in the van at the end that his daughter he lost his daughter in the troubles in small town and he's got the earring and he scratches his ear the same way we do know oh i missed that yeah okay so i mean so was it all a dream at the end or i don't really i guess i'm it's it's left kind of ambiguous. Yeah, see, and that's what I said at the end. I was annoyed. I was like, man, I really liked that one. I wish it would have had an ending. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it goes more often than not in, in horror. Can't have an ending. I mean, that's just always going to be the thing about this podcast. And like it was always super ominous endings are also really, really common. And that's what this kind of was because they're feeding him something that they are calling a big town specialty. Which implies that he's eating human meat. If it wasn't a dream. Yeah, if it wasn't a dream. He could also be having a nightmare after having learned about how things are going down between big town and small town. Could have been like a a psychotic break. I'm sorry, psychotic is not a word you're supposed to use anymore in that sense. But like like, like his mind just like snapped. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I used dumb earlier too. I really, I really got to work on my ableist speech. I'm trying harder and harder to do it. I think it'll be easier when people start calling me out, which will inevitably happen. Um, yeah. Given who our target market is, but you know, here we are for now. Right. Well, it's a good thing that you're practicing. I should practice too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the fourth one, though, because this is our other actual ghost story. The whole anthology is called Ghost Stories, but two of them really weren't. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you define as a ghost. Like, a zombie is kind of a ghost in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, where it just like the presence of someone you loved is still there. Yeah. You know, I mean, they kind of like, kind of like, you know, like if somebody's like, you know, has PTSD, you say like, oh, you know, that person has ghosts. You know what I mean? It's like, not that that's an appropriate thing to say necessarily, or maybe not. Maybe it is. I don't know. But like, but like my point is, is like ghost does not literally mean specter of a dead person, you know? So I guess in that sense, and like you could, you could argue that the, the second one, she was haunted by her dead child. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. But this fourth one is about a young dude who is just clinging to the ghost of his granny, which was just unsettling. It was just unsettling. Especially, I wish they would have made it less obvious that something real was going on. Okay, how so? I was not surprised that the grandma was really there. I was a little shocked that literally all she wanted was to hear goodnight. That if the girl had just said goodnight, she would have left her alone. That kind of shocked me. I thought it was going to be more of a like a possessive thing. I don't think possession in that way is that much, very much a part of Indian culture. Because like getting married and having kids is so such a part of that. But like I, I don't know. It was like when when the door burst open and he's like having this like genuine smile, you know, and like talking to his granny. I was like, oh no, this this is real. Like this is hundred percent real. You know. Yeah, the thing that was unsettling about it to me was on honestly had more to do with like the lighting and the music and just how like cheery it was. You know, it reminded me of Zodiac because everything is kind of upbeat, except it's really kind of grim. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that one. See, I would say the way that that one was left kind of ambiguous. I don't hate as much because really the only, the only weird thing is like, who are the other people in the room? Right. You know, other than that, it all pretty much made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I did not see the maid poisoning her coming. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I really even I really when she like when she like added the thing and then and then she reached for the spoon and she was like, no, I'm going to stir it for you. Ma no. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. This maid's poisoning the shit out of you. <laughs> no, I, had, I, I did not. I did not see that coming at all. And, and I and I was sus on her when she was like the first time granny was mentioned. There was a hard cut to that maid. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Something's going on. Something like, like there was, there was a part of me after seeing that, I don't want to say that because I don't want to give spoilers away to that, for that movie. But um, there, there was a part of me that wondered if there was like a, like a lesbian connection there. You know what I mean? Just because oh. like, I mean, it, it was a newer movie, you know? So like there, sure. there could have been that representation. I, I knew something was going on with that, with the maid. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm really glad. Yeah. <laughs> What do you want to do for our dates more now that we're, I mean, we're still stuck inside for a little while longer. We've kind of run out of ideas, but now we have a podcast that wants ideas. Do you want to, is there any date that we did when we were inside that you want to repeat? We should try making, making tapas one night. Just making the meal more involved? Yeah. Okay. That would be fun. Okay. And then, I don't know. 
I don't know. But thanks for asking. Well, I mean, we're just, I mean, I, I mean, I'm asking both for you because I know staying inside is affecting you more than it's affecting me, but also just for the sake of our podcast, you know, I, you know, just, we can't keep just going to Tandor. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I love Tandor so much. <laughs> I mean, me too. And that'll be fine when we have, you know, when we actually can go on dates and right. talk about them. And that in and of itself is interesting content. Right. I would say that this being the most challenging part of doing Eerily Ever After, it's very, you know, reflective of how, of like the difficulties that we face throughout the pandemic. Because like you said, staying inside is affecting me so much more than it's affecting you. And I've been bored for months Whereas, like, this weekend you had two days off and we kind of had a we kind of had a busy Friday and Saturday. So we had a chill Sunday. But then Monday at, like, noon, you were like, I'm bored, like, watching TV. Yeah, and I that's, just can't. I but just then, can't but like, that's that all long. I did today. You know what I mean? It's like you you went to work and we'd had, we'd had a busy weekend and I was, like, very, like, trying to make sure you had a really good weekend. So, like, yeah. when, when a Tuesday hit, I was like, oh, I'm just going to chill and have an alone day today. That's all I did because I, I love doing that. Just like sitting around and right, you know. yeah, and I gotta do stuff, and there's nothing to do right now. Right. I don't know. Maybe we should. Maybe we should plan like a big date, like one of our big social media dates that we've done before, like the bar crawl and stuff. Yeah, maybe we okay. should plan one of those. Um, just for the listeners' sake, at our old place, we uh we did a a Facebook post where we turned every room in our apartment into a different bar, and then we went we went bar hopping and we did social media posts uh for everybody who because all you know everyone we knew was also stuck in pen in in uh in quarantine too less so now because people don't give a shit anymore <laughs> right but uh, most of those people aren't our friends anymore but still right is there anything else that you want to talk about from the movie not really. Because there's one thing that I want to bring up. Oh, yeah. No, we just I, didn't have a lot of relationship talk in this episode. So right. I was just trying to. So <laughs> that second that second one with the bird lady. Okay. I'm sorry. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to bring this up before. I'm, just, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you ever so want to say. So <laughs> she had all those dolls, right? I used to have the best Tinder profile. Haven't we already talked about this on the pod? I don't think so. I thought we did. I don't think we have. Well, even if you didn't, it's still amazing. So right. talk about it again. I don't know if we have. If we did, I'm already, I'm so sorry, guys. But I used to have a Tinder profile that was just me surrounded by dolls. Just creepy old dolls, <laughs> multiple pictures, multiple dolls. And the only thing in my bio was my Snapchat handle. And I love all my little children. And I've always been this person. The thing is, is that thing that thing is popular enough, and it, and it resurfaces often enough on like BuzzFeed or whatever without your Snapchat blurred out. That like this is gonna connect. Like <laughs> someone's gonna figure it out. That's fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, normally you ignore those, but if the one person, if like you better not ignore the ones that are like I listen to EEA. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I bring this up is because if I had still had that Tinder profile, I do not think we would have matched. I don't think you would have swiped well, right on me. Well, to be fair, 
you didn't swipe right on me, period. That's true. Dead. For for so I mean we've we've said before that me and Emily have met on Tinder, but the fact was is that when I swiped right on Emily, you know, em- Emily and Emily swiped right on me, Emily was not holding her phone. <laughs> She she was at a bar with her with her very good friend who is is gay, and they decided to swap phones and swipe for each other, and was just swiping right on everybody with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think you would have swiped right on me if I still had the dolls, which I had the dolls up until like a week before that before that. <laughs> like we had such a small like little threshold. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize you you had ever had a had that as your only Tinder profile. Yes. I guess I like assumed that when you did that you like had because like you can download two of one app on your phone and have two accounts. Like you can download two Gmail apps and have two Gmails on your phone. I guess no. like I assumed you did that with Tinder. No. That was my only one. And I got hella matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting sleepy. We I am should... getting sleepy. Okay. Okay. We should go to bed. We can go to bed. All right. Let's go to bed. We need to stop starting two and a half hour movies so late. <laughs> Maybe. Because. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I need to go to sleep. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh. No, that doesn't work. Oh anyway. my God, it could have worked so well because we're talking about going to sleep. Yeah, I know. All right, so I guess we're sending it without it then. We are. We're just okay. ending it without it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Eerily Ever After, part of Sumtree Productions. You can check us out online at sumtreeproductions.com and on social media on Facebook at Eerily Ever After, on Twitter at EEA Podcast, and on Instagram at Eerily Ever After. We'll catch you next time. Bird person!